Welcome back, Bible readers. This is the Rooted Podcast, and we are in the middle of a study of the book of Psalms. Uh, that's where we've been for the past three weeks. We'll be there for this week and for the next week. Um, so that's where we'll be working our way through. A um, lot of going on this morning at the church here. You might hear some Christmas music <laughs> playing in the background. Tis the season. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear a little bit of background music, we didn't plan that. It's kind of part of what's happening. But there's, as you know, at the Christmas season, there's a lots of things going on around yep. here. So I hope you aren't distracted. If there are any distractions, I pray that there won't be. We're going to be talking or working through Psalm 114 through the longest psalm which is Psalm 119. So we only have a few psalms to, to work through today, um, but again, 119 is a long, a long psalm. Now, um, so let's talk about 114 and 115. What, Matt, do you think, um, you were saying earlier that there's some comparisons here between 115 and 114. Between 114 and 115, you see that both psalms are they're centered, of course, around God's people, Israel, mm-hmm. uh, but in in chapter 114, you see a remembrance of what God did um, in the past for Israel, how he, um, he, he brought them out of Egypt, um, how he turned rocks into yeah, water sprung forth from rocks, how he cared for his people. And then in, in chapter 115, he compares Israel to the nations and the other nations, and how it's a reminder that Israel, their purpose was to be a light to the nations, a light to cause the nations to, to, to fear God, um, to, to recognize Him for who He is. And we even see, especially starting in verse 9 um, that you mentioned, there's a, you know, there, there's a reminder to Israel to, to continue to trust in God, who has yep. brought them out of Egypt, who's cared for them, to continue to trust in them, because he's, He continues, God continues to remember His people. I noticed, too, that um, in a lot of these psalms and characteristic of a lot of them, you'll find the, um, like it says in Psalm 114, verse 1, when the Israelites escaped from Egypt, when the family Mm -hmm. of Jacob left that foreign land, or the Red Sea. A lot of these big events that Israel remembers, what God did on their behalf. He brought them out of Egypt. He parted the Red Sea so they could make their way to the Promised Land. And, And you think about a lot of these psalms uh, because you think about them as, as almost as prayers. And in the midst of your prayer that you're praying, you're thanking God for how He's done things in the past for you. Um, and in the same way, that gives you comfort that He's going to still be there with you in the present, in the situation you're going through. And maybe there is a time in your life when God has done a, a Red Sea moment for you, has basically you know, <laughs> pulled back the waters for you and shown you the pathway. And, and it's important for you to write it down, like we've been saying, journaling, or make a note of it. And that's what they're doing here, and that's what they've done for us, is that these authors are remembering what God did for them in the past, and that gives them strength uh, you know, to move on in the future. But, but as you said, Matt, earlier, there is a lot of repetition here. And in those verses of 115, verses 9, 10, and 11, where he says, your helper and your shield, your helper and your shield, your helper and your shield. And, and it's just a reminder that, you know, God is our shield. I mean, that's, that's a great way of thinking about him. He is there to protect us from the evil, from everything that could come into this world. But he's also our helper. And, and our helper reminds me of a high priest who knows exactly what it feels like uh, to go through this life. And he wants to help us every step of the way. And I find that I think, oh, Israel and priests... And all who fear the Lord, Aaron, in verses 9, 10, 11, I think mm-hmm. those repeat in the next couple of psalms over and over again. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff here, especially in this. I really like Psalm 115. Uh, there's a lot of good ways of just reminding um, 
of what God, uh, his power, his might, the things that, that, that he does for us on a constant basis. Um, and, and I did include, I looked at Psalm 116 as one verse that kind of stopped me in my tracks. 116 verse 15 says, The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die. That's how my translation says it. And I thought that was really precious um, being in the psalm um, because sometimes, especially at this season, Thanksgiving and Christmas time, there are a lot of loved ones that pass on. And uh, the Lord cares deeply um, for those who have, who, have, who have died. And it doesn't matter if they have died with him or without him. He still cares for them. He's still concerned about it. He wants them to choose him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he still has a love and compassion for them. So you get all these emotions, uh, you know, in the Psalms you find, um, and there's just so much there. I mean, you could study an individual Psalm for an entire week, or sometimes for an entire month. I mean, think of Psalm yeah. 23, you know, the <laughs> classic one. Um, you know, verse one of chapter 116 reminded me of a mm-hmm. New Testament passage to me that's similar. It says in verse one of 116, "I love the Lord because He heard my voice." in my pleas for mercy, that, mm. that, that God yeah. not only heard, but he responded. Um, reminded me in, in 1 John, we're told that we love him because he first loved us. Yeah. Um, and how not only did God hear us and hear our cries uh, for salvation, that he, he responded, he sent Jesus, and um, he loved us first. He sent his son um, into the world. That's something we remember at Christmas, too, that just as, as, as God heard David's uh, cry for help, he heard the, the mourning and the groaning that comes with sin on earth, um, and he sent a Savior. Um, so it's a reminder, even during this Christmas season, that you, you can find Christmas in the Psalms, too, reminders of well, I was God's love. say Psalm 117 is, is the shortest psalm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the shortest Psalm 117, the longest Psalm 119, all next, right next to each other. But even in this short Psalm, the second verse of Psalm 117 is another verse. It says, for he loves us with unfailing love. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, reminding of God's, God's love. And in my translation in the NLT, I see this phrase repeated, the unfailing love or his unfailing love. And I think that's just a, a great way of saying it that kind of talk about his loyal love, the love that never mm-hmm. ends. But the unfailing is good because we fail all the time, all the time. But God's love for us never fails. It's his unfailing love. I just think that's a really powerful way of, of putting it, unfailing love. So you can actually memorize Psalm 117, probably do it today. It's really short, just two verses. And uh, you can say, hey, I memorized an entire psalm. <laughs> so what about 118, Matt? Anything here? Um, Besides lots of repetition, I think. Well, the repetition yeah. is, is of course, we know it's important. Yeah. Uh, it adds emphasis. Anytime you see it in the Bible, it adds emphasis. Uh, it's also a reminder that in life, sometimes we see circumstances that can cause us to, uh, can cause us to doubt or cause us to, uh, to question uh, does God love me? If God, would a loving God allow this to happen? Would a, lo- a loving God allow this to happen? And I love how this psalm kind of takes the different, the different areas of life and the different circumstances of life and reminds us that His love endures forever. And uh, that repetition is something that's important. And you know, these psalms were written to a nation that had a lot of illiterate people. They were written as as songs, That's as true. as, very, as very things that could be yeah. memorized. Yep. Um, and how important is it for us to memorize those things and to create 
we're not going to write our own psalms, but to, to create ways in which our children um, and those around us can 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 remember these these things also. And, um, and you know, speaking of the memorization too, is that you know, uh, growing up, you know, I used uh, your King James Bibles. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the translations that I I used growing up. Um, and as more translations became prevalent, and um, I began to study them a little more. I began to use other translations, realizing there's a translation philosophy behind it, and it's an issue behind the Greek and Hebrew text, and et cetera, et cetera. And again, not things for the podcast, but one of the things that um, when studying about the King James translation, one of the things that the translators of the King James did is that they tried to make it in such a way where there's a repetition or mm-hmm. a cadence yep. to the to the scripture so that it could easily be memorized. And, and if you experience this, you know that, like, you know, I have Psalm. 23 put in my memory bank, Psalm 100. And if you ever read those Psalms in a different translation, it messes you up completely. If you've ever tried to memorize them in a different translation. But but the the repetition and the cadence of that of that King James um, helps to memorize because in that society and that they didn't have access yep. to a translation. It's not like each person had one. So as they read it from the pulpit, it would be easy to be memorized so that people could take it and hide God's Word in their heart. Now today, obviously, we have tons of translations. We all have multiple copies of Scripture, and yet we still struggle uh, with memorization. Um, But anyway, beside the point, um, that's why you have a lot of repetition in the Psalms, like Matt's saying, is they're easy for us to to memorize. Now, I find it interesting in Psalm 118, by the way, Psalm 118, verse 6, in case you want to know, is the very middle of the Bible. (laughs) <laughs> Just a little trivia for you. Psalm 118, verse 6 is the middle of the Bible, and it says, The Lord is for me, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Uh, that's the that's my translation in, in the King James or some another translation that's different, obviously. It's the very middle verse of the Bible. But I like verses uh, 8 and 9 as it follows it up. It says, It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in people. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. And those two, better than, better than, they remind me of the book of Hebrews, with Jesus is better than everything else. Um, and it's better too, or even the wisdom of Solomon where he says, this is better than this, or this is better than this. Um, so as, as it says, his faithful love continues, endures forever and ever and ever. And so many of these, and I also highlighted Psalm, did you do this, Matt? Psalm 118, verse 22 the stone that now the builders yes. rejected has now become the cornerstone. Yes. Remember Jesus, the cornerstone. That's a reference in First Peter um, chapter 1 or chapter 2 where it says that he has become the cornerstone. As verse 24, this is the day the Lord's made. We rejoice and be glad in it. There's a lot of good verses in this Some psalm. Some really good verses. Psalm 118. When I was reading this last night in preparation, uh, verse 13 stood out to me, and I'd really never noticed that verse before. I, I've, I've read mm-hmm. this passage several yeah. times. How he said, I, different, depending on the translation, I was pushed hard so that I was falling, but the Lord helped me. Yeah. Um, and and when you you think about you think about the times in Israel when uh, you, the nations were surrounding, and even it says in verse 10, the nations surrounded me. Um, verse 11, they surrounded me on every side. Um, you know, we have situations in our life too where we feel mm-hmm. like we're pushed to the brink, um, but but the Lord helps us. My translation says on verse thirteen, "My enemies did their best to kill me, but the Lord rescued me." That's a little me. more intense. <laughs> <laughs> that is a little more intense, but maybe that's how you feel yeah, sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's how you feel um, because it does feel like. And I highlighted several times in verses uh, 
15 and 16, the strong right arm of the Lord, the strong right arm of the Lord, the strong right arm of the Lord. Um, no offense to you who are lefties, but you get the idea, the strong right arm <laughs> of the Lord. Okay, well, what about Psalm 119? Here's the big boy. And um, Psalm 119, if you notice, I'm sorry, I just almost knocked the microphone over here. If you've noticed, it's divided up into several different sections, and each section is based upon a letter from the Hebrew alphabet. Mm-hmm. And so there are a total of, what, 22? Yes. 22 sections, they, all divided up. They call that an acrostic. Um, Original language For those acrostic. of us, that, yeah, right. n- n- not many... Not in English. Not acrostic. in English. <laughs> it's an acrostic for, um, the, for the Hebrew uh, mind. And uh, you can look that up later on and study that. We don't have yeah. time to go into that detail. Um, so, so once again, another maybe device for memorization, a device yeah, to... Definitely. Especially with a, a long psalm like this, um, that, that was probably helpful in... Uh, for the Israelites to be able to memorize and organize this song. It's like when you memorize, um, like remember, maybe when you memorized, um, I did in the past, like the kings of Israel or maybe the tribes, and you had the first letter of every name of the mm-hmm. tribe, and you'd yep. know, and you'd have some kind of uh, word that you'd say, and you'd know, that's kind of what it is here. <laughs> You've got all the letters of the Hebrew yep. alphabet, which everybody knew. It's like A, B, C, like A is for apple, B is for bacon, you know, C is for chocolate. I don't know if that's right, but it sure does sound good to me. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of the way that they would work with these acronyms. But the entire focus, though, if you need a theme, the entire focus of Psalm 119 is just on God's Word or mm-hmm. on God's commands or His instructions. That's kind of the focus. And in, in each little section, it seems like uh, the author highlights a different aspect of God's Word or an aspect of God's instructions or, or, or His law. And I have, um, in, my, in my Bible, I have a word just written out beside each of the, just to help me to remind me what this section is about as I read through this section. So you want to start? Well, sure. Start and, with Allah. Maybe we should. Maybe we should just do it. Go, in go section, section by section. <laughs> uh, one thing that, in addition, of course, the, the the theme is 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 God's word. His mm-hmm. sometimes it says his testimony, yeah, his instructions. Yeah. Yep. Uh, a, a secondary theme that I picked up through this chapter was uh, was was our hearts, mm. um, and how often the psalmist mentions uh, not just reading. For, for instance, in, in verse 34, he says, Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Mm, yeah. Verse 36, incline my heart to your testimonies. Yeah. Um, in uh, in mm. verse 10, it says, With my whole heart I seek you, let me not wander from your commandments. So yeah. it's more than just a, a downloading of information yeah. of God's Word. It's, it's, it's letting it dwell in our hearts. Um, another thing that stood out to me as, you know, I'm the youth pastor here, of course, uh, I hear very often from people, I feel so bad for kids and teens who have to grow up in the world uh, that, that, that they're right. growing up yeah. in, and it must be very difficult you know, for a teenager to, to, to be surrounded and faced with so much. Uh, but there's a reminder in verse 9, it says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Wow! Yeah. And honestly, our teenagers and our kids—you know, your 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 kids, your grandkids—have everything they need uh, to live a life pleasing to God, even in this culture right here. Um, and it's a reminder, a reminder of that. It's a reminder that you know we remind our teens here at church very often is that they have. You know, also in the Bible it says that God has given us everything we need for 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 yeah. for life and for godliness, uh, right here in His Word. Um, you know, and, and each generation is going to have its difficulties. I mean, 
those of you who are watching the podcast, I mean, you obviously have a generation you grew up in, and and when you were a teenager, you probably thought it was hard too. Yep. You know, each generation has its difficulties, but the one thing is that God's word, you know, remains the same. And and, and in verses, you know, some of this was was really um, as I read through uh, 119, some of it's really convicting because the way it looks at. God's commands, the way it treats God's commands with so much value, so mm-hmm. much importance. And yep. sometimes I think we just um, very nonchalantly just ignore some things. Like it says in verse 11, I have recited aloud all the regulations you've given to us. I'm sorry, verse 13. I have rejoiced, verse 14, in your laws as much as in riches. You know, I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. I mean, those words are, are very uh, important words. I will study. I will rejoice. I will reflect. Mm-hmm. I will delight in your law. And and talk about convicting. <laughs> um, and as I read through some of these things, like verse 18, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your mm. instructions. I mean... Those are the kind of prayers that I want to pray. That's a great prayer to pray before you read um, yeah. your Bible every day. Uh, you know, I, I noticed in verse uh, verse sixty nine, um, it says, "The insolent smear with me with lies, <laughs> but <laughs> but my whole heart with my whole heart I mm. keep your precepts." Yeah. And just one verse before, um, he says to to the Lord, "You are good, and do good. Mm-hmm. Teach me." Your statutes. So there's. A, it reminds me of the, the the accusation that Satan implied in the garden um, to Eve. Did God really say? And then yeah. he impugns God's motives. And we're surrounded by lies, not only about the world around us, but underneath there's an undercurrent. And in, in many of those those untruths that we're surrounded with is that is that God is not good. Um, but here we see that God is good. That's his his nature, his essence, who he is. He's good, and he does good. Um, and then I notice verse 17, because in that same section, it says, but it says, my translation says, my suffering was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to mm-hmm. your decrees, and your instructions are more valuable to me than millions in gold and silver. I mean, how much do we treat God's word. So so here's you know here's an example, you know, I have a translation here and you know it may have cost me 30 or 40 dollars. You know, he's got a translation here a Bible it may have cost them 30 or 40 dollars. Uh, but how many of us, you know, drop hundreds of dollars on other things like maybe say uh, a cell phone device or a computer or things. And then yet we balk at when we go into the store and find a really nice Bible <laughs> and say, "Well, I don't know." That's $100 for that Bible. That's a really nice Bible. I'm not going to pay $100 for that Bible. That's just way too much. But yet we'll do the same thing um, with with a phone. We'll have no problem going into a store and purchasing a phone. And over the course of the cost of the device, it could be $900 to $1,000. And again, I know it's not a direct comparison because you know God's Word is God's Word. It's not just on the pages of, of this translation. It's important. Um, but I think sometimes how his instructions and what he's given to us, we don't treat them with the value. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I think some of this psalmist is saying here, is that he truly values God's words like more than life itself and more than anything he has. These are the most important things. And, and it says, uh, what is that acronym? Uh, the Bible, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. 
I've never heard that one. You've before. never heard that wow. one before. I learned something new on the podcast. <laughs> Basic <today>. instructions <laughs> before leaving Earth, because I've heard that before. Somebody said that. Maybe that was your dad that told me that. Probably so, because uh, he had a lot of those acronyms. But that's one of the things that I, I've thought about is that this is my instruction manual. I mean, this is this is this is my key to life, and and I find all the answers here. It might be hard sometimes to find the answers, but they're there if you study for them and search for them. And, and we need to value this. I think of Solomon, who spent his whole life trying to value things mm -hmm. apart from yep. God. And at the end of his life, he finally came to the realization that, you know what? Fear God and keep His commandments or follow His Word. That's the whole duty of man. Um, anyway, there's a lot of good things here. Um, I, I find a lot of uh, uh, good, uh, very specific words mm -hmm. um, in here that talk about who God is. His nature, He is eternal, He is faithful, His word is enduring. Um, a lot of good words, He's trustworthy, He's reliable. A lot of good things in this yep. psalm. Um, well, what else? What else you got? Well, you, we mentioned before there's, there was a good, a good prayer to pray, um, open yeah. my eyes that I might see. Right. Uh, verse 112, we see another, I think, verse that could be turned into a prayer, mm -hmm. maybe after your reading, and it says, <laughs> incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. <laughs> and you know, we remember that, 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 that reading the Word is one thing, living it out is another, mm -hmm. and we, we are... Just read Galatians. You know, we're powerless to live out God's truth. Powerless to live out God's uh, you know, God God's God's precepts and His commands apart from uh, the empowering of God and the empowering of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. Um, so th this is a, a prayer that we could pray. That I incline my heart to perform Your statutes, Lord. Give me the you yeah. give me the strength and the power and the understanding to not just not just read but to live to live these verses out. Yeah, I was looking. I, I read there was another verse about that earlier on that I know I underlined or wrote it. I probably can't find it uh, at the last minute here. Um, but one of the things that uh, I highlight is 130, verse 130, and I like how it says, "The teaching of your word gives light, mm -hmm. even so the simple can understand." And you know, we come to church, we come to services to hear the teaching of your word, so that everybody can understand. And God's word is so simple; it can be complex and some of the situations that people involve themselves in in the narrative of yep. scripture and all the drama that goes on can be complex but God's word his commands and his laws it's saying are, are, are very simple and at the very end of that section though there's some emotion he says rivers of tears gush from my eyes because people disobey your instructions rivers of tears so you have someone who is who is crying and who's upset, is emotional because he sees other believers who are just not following mm -hmm. God's word. I mean that that that's telling. You know, what I mean, are we upset or maybe frustrated or crying or or or, or have emotion because we know of people who simply aren't following God's word? We want to point our finger at them, right? We want to <laughs> judge them right away and say, "Oh, look, they're not doing this. They're not doing this." But how many times have we just been? Uh, upset or, or 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 emotional in our in our soul, and said, you know what? I need to pray for that person because I see that 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 they're not following God's word. Um, so again, another emotion here uh, that you find, uh, and, and there's a lot more about um, um, verse 143. Another good verse: As pressure and stress bear down on me, I find mm -hmm. joy in your commands. I like that. Because you know the pressures and stresses of the world ought to cause us to go to God's commands. Because His commands bring us joy. It may not be joy in the moment, 
but joy that lasts for eternity or joy that lasts much longer uh, than just that moment um, because pressures and stresses are, are going to cause us frustration. But yet God's Word and the reading of God's Word. And that's important to understand, too, because, you know, you read through the Scriptures, and I've read through the Scriptures many times before, and and I don't have all the answers, uh, but it's just the daily habit of reading the Scriptures mm-hmm. helps you grow more and more each and every day. And the more you read the Scriptures, the more you grow. You're not going to understand it the first time. I mean, can you imagine? You're not going to understand it the second time. You're not going to understand it the third time. It, it takes a lifetime of reading it through. I mean, and even then, there's still stuff to mine from it. There's still stuff to... Um, um, so it's it's endless, just like it seems like Psalm 119 is endless because there's so many sections. <laughs> yeah, we, we here, keep going. Twenty two long sections. We got a couple more minutes left you until s- we're finished here. You got you see a section on prayer. Um, it deals with David or the psalmist crying out to the Lord in verse 145. He says, "With my whole heart I cry. Answer me, mm-hmm. O Lord. Yeah, I will keep your statutes." So you kind of see the, the the two sides of that coin of the the core spiritual disciplines of reading reading the Bible and praying, yeah. um, he, he repeats that calling and crying, I cry to you, save me. I rise before dawn and cry for help. Um, my eyes are awake before the watches of the night that I med- may meditate on your promise. And then he talks about those who are persecuting him. In verse 151, I love, he says, but you are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are true. And when, when you're in the middle of difficult trials and circumstances, uh, it, it's hard for me, at least, to redirect. I have to redirect mm. my mind back to those two core truths: yeah. um, that God is with me, that God is close, even when it feels like He's not, and that His mm. commandments, His His word, is always true, even when it feels like things aren't playing out the way that that I think they should. And part of part of that is is turning around as well to, like you're saying, to um, getting your focus back where it needs to be. And that la- this well, not this last section, but the second to last section with 161. There's a lot here of of praise and uh, of getting your mind back on God, what God has done. And it says, you know, I will praise you seven times a day, yeah. 164, yep. because all your regulations are just. And I like what 165 says: mm-hmm. Those yeah. who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. And and again, it's redirecting because again, all the stresses. And all the situations, the trials, the struggles, the difficulties, whatever you might be going through, especially at Christmas time, you can always redirect yourself back to God's word. But you're right; it takes a minute, doesn't it? Yeah, it sure it, does. It takes, and you have to, you have to, um, uh, not force yourself. I'm looking for the word. You have to um, uh, purposely decide mm-hmm. to focus in this direction um, and look back at God's word, like. You need some cues, some help, and that's where God comes in. Because, you know, verse 173, give me a helping hand, for I have chosen to follow your commandments. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to follow those commandments. I need help, Lord. Give me some help. I need, Lord, listen to my cry, verse 169. Give me the discerning mind you promised. He Listen to my prayer. He wants to obey God's commands. And I think we all really want to. We have a desire. I don't think we go out, set out in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to find the way where I can just disobey every single last one of God's commands. Listen, we don't set out to do that, but we naturally do it anyway, right? Because of the sin nature that we live in. But here's the psalmist who's saying, I want to do better. I want to do what's right. Help me. I I, I, I need your help. I need your helping hand every single day. Um, And 
that last verse yeah. of, of 119 is really good, isn't it? Mine says, I have wandered away like a lost sheep. Come and find me, for I have not forgotten your commandments. What does your translation say? It says, I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Mm. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. Yeah. Um, so it's it, it's even even the psalm closes with a call uh, for those who have who have wandered. Um, you come back, and and we know um, mm. Jesus is the good shepherd. Yeah. Uh, we know that he pursues his sheep, even those who wander off. Um, and we're thankful that even even when we do uh, we do go astray, um, um, that God comes after us. And, and Psalm 119, when it finishes with sheep, it mm-hmm. just takes my mind right back to Psalm 23. Yep. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. And when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you know, he's there right beside me. Um, and, and how good is sheep as a metaphor? You know, in the New Testament, you know, mm-hmm. of course, Christ being the perfect lamb of God, you know, the lamb that was used as a sacrifice. Um, you know, I mean, it's such a such a simple, everyday uh, animal that every person would have understood, and yet it's used in so many different ways. Um, because we're like sheep a lot of times, aren't we? And that's not a com- that's not a compliment. Not a compliment <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. And uh, but yet at the same time, we have a great shepherd yes. um, who yeah. came to lead us and to guide us and to, and to direct us. Um, so Psalms 119 is basically about this idea of, of following God's word and what it takes. Because you know what, it is a lifetime pursuit. And uh, but that's all the time we have uh, for this week. Our podcast is just about over here. It's all the time we have. So um, next week we'll work through uh, some more of the Psalms. I think next week we cover the rest of them. I think I'm not sure. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Um, and then after we finish with the Psalms, we go into some specialized reading just for Christmas. And so that'll be two weeks, um, the last two weeks of December, um, special reading related to Jesus and related to Christmas time um, for the end of the year. And we're getting close to the end of the year. So watch carefully in the Connect magazine as well for the month of December. I'll have the new Bible reading listed uh, as to what it's going to be for uh, December. And just to give you a preview of that, Okay, real quick here, so you guys get a get a real quick preview, is that there will be, it's what I call a three-track plan. So there are, you can, uh, there are three ways you can do the plan. If you want to do the easy way, the medium way, or the hard way. So there's three ways, okay? Same plan, three different ways. And so that's all I'm going to give you for now. Uh, you have to wait until you... Uh, uh, until you read the Connect magazine, it'll have the newest one listed when it comes out at the end of December for the month of January. Uh, but that's all we have for today. Thanks for listening in, and we'll see you guys next time.